Busy Work Podcast. Seems like I've been on a summer break, but I can assure you I've been so busy, I realized it had been almost a month without an episode, which is unfortunate because I interviewed the guest for this episode back on July 21st, which I think is the last time I thought about the podcast, but circumstances, not surprisingly, got away from me. And now it's time to get back to business. Rich Conti has a long history with podcasting and now produces the Tech Life podcast for Charleston Digital Quarter, which helps to build, nurture, and grow our region's tech economy. And they've got a lot of really interesting programs and events at the Charleston Digital Quarter. New building, got a parking garage, which is a great, great addition. He stopped by to talk about his show and commiserate about the trials and travails and victories of creating podcast content. Rich Connie from the uh, Charleston Digital Quarter here today. You've been a podcaster for a while. Tell me about that. Yeah, I actually started my first version of the show I do now in partnership with the Charleston Digital Corridor. Started back in 2014 and sort of how I got launched into it was I had started, I'm a big Boston Celtics, Boston sports fan, connected with some folks who were looking for somebody to create written content, originally blog uh, for Boston sports up there and and carved out a little bit of niche. And then they were diversifying a little bit and they they wanted to do audio. So got partnered up with some folks doing various Celtics related podcasts, post game shows, weekly magazine type shows, and was very fortunate to partner up with a, a media news veteran that sort of had a similar passion and he got me really excited about it and they were looking to sort of branch out from sports and others so they said hey you're in tech so at the time 2014 I'm working for Blackboard is a pretty large employer in in, uh, Charleston and wanted to get connected to what was happening sort of in the startup scene in Charleston I like this is a perfect way to do it so I launched it knowing sort of about this much, and it was a one-man show, you know, research, writing, recording, a lot of time, business development, (laughs) all of that, and and, uh, yeah, did that, ran that for about four years, built it up to about 25,000 listeners a month. Um, was doing weekly episodes and sponsors, and it just ground yeah. me down. And, you know, I felt like the mission of the show had strayed a little bit. I originally conceived of it as a public service, really, for the tech community here in Charleston. But when you're trying to hustle an episode every week, yeah. and folks are coming at you with content that's sort of tangentially. Do you have to say, do you say yes? Do you say no? You you just got to say yes. (laughs) Yeah. I got got burnt out on it and and pulled the plug. And then, uh, gosh, uh, about two years ago now, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, Ernest Andretti, the executive director for Charleston Digital Quarter, kind of the the godfather of Charleston yeah. Tech, uh, reached out to me. He had you know listened to the show and was thinking of diversifying some of the things he was doing and wanted to do a podcast. And he said, "Hey, you know, I'll line up the guests for you. We'll do all the you know the marketing and the sponsorship development. You know, just want you to do what you're passionate about doing." So, jumped at the chance. They built a little podcast studio, not quite as nice as this year. <laughs> On campus, but uh, <laughs> in the Charleston Digital Corridor's flagship tech yep. incubator builder on Mar- building on Morrison Drive. And yeah, I've been at it now in this second go-round for about a year and a half with it, where I'm about to put out the 28th 
episode, uh, and it's great. It's very different approach yeah. than uh, you know. Before I was just trying to turn numbers. Cause yeah, I had sponsors, go to sponsors. Yeah, and this is really again truly about a public service. You know, Ernest has sponsors for the podcast, but they're really the members of the Charleston Digital Corridor, mm -hmm. and he looks at it at very much as a service. I think he said, you know, one of the the right listeners is worth a hundred. You know, just random listeners. Sure. You know, for, for what we're trying to do, so so it's been great. I'm I'm revitalized, and uh, you know, it's it's a nice. I have my day job, but it's a nice sort of <laughs> avocation uh, to to keep me busy. Post production stuff always takes longer than I think it should, and, oh, and yeah. I just it, it time compresses. I'll be like, okay, this will take me thirty minutes, and, and two hours later, I finally got it wrapped up. But I have no idea it's been that long. Yeah. And like, what did I do in that time? Yeah, exactly. It's amazing how much that how exhausting that is. And it's such a learning process. Yeah. So did you find that right? There were oh yeah. Things, and you know, yeah. I'm nowhere near yeah. a sound engineer. Matter yeah. of fact, I'm I'm coming off an interview with somebody whose background was in sound engineering. A fascinating uh, conversation, and I. I'm just scratching the surface with yeah. what I know, but, but a lot of it's trial and error. You're yeah. like, oh. Mostly error. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, what happened here? Yeah. Let me, let hey, how'd I do that? Some and some dials and, and see if I can make it listenable. But yeah, what's, you know, what have you found has been like the most painstaking part of the post-production? That's, that's it. I thought when I started doing this, I thought content was going to be the hardest part. Yeah. Turns out that's easy. Yeah. I, I've, I've always got the next one lined up. Usually, usually two or three ideas mm -hmm. ahead, sometimes more. Uh, and then I've got people, once they figure this out, they're like, hey, you need to talk to this person. Yeah. So that hasn't been an issue. For me, like you mentioned, the day job, it's finding time to do this, which yeah. is never easy. Uh, but really the post-production stuff and then growing an audience, I think, is the hardest part. It's yeah. just, you know, you're, you're excited about it. And you think I've even been like, oh, this episode's great. And then just trying to get people to listen to it is not easy to do because yeah, there's the, so much content out there. With the first go round, how I built the audience was I just pounded the heck out of Twitter. Oh, okay. Right? You know, and you know, if you find the right keywords, hashtag, yeah. you get in front of the right audience, you get people sharing the stuff, that network effect, but it's hard work. Yeah. And actually, you know, even before all the peccadillos with Musk and Twitter now, yeah. like, you know, even four years ago, they started cracking down on sort of, you know, repetitive content. Because it used to be you go in and schedule a series of tweets. There were tools out there to do mm -hmm. it. And you could cycle through them just to sort of keep getting into feeds. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you know, things would take off. But when they started cracking down on that, it, it became, you know, very manually intensive and it was hard. Um, but yeah, the editing, like yeah. you said, I generally say like for 30 minutes of content, you can count on two to two and a half hours of, yeah. of just editing. That sounds uh, yeah. that sounds about right. That's a that's a that sounds like a good equation. Can, can, you, can you spot a, an um by the waveform now? Yes, yeah, I, yeah, do, that, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Or or I even notice the 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 gaps that okay that gap's too long. Yeah. I got to trim that a little bit. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Charleston Digital Corridor. What what's the basic um, the idea behind that, and, yeah. and what's the market for that? Yeah, it's really to promote, encourage, support, um, advocate for technology in Charleston. And, mm -hmm. you know, the organization has a long history. I think it was founded somewhere back early 2000s, maybe even pre-2000. Uh, it was sort of the brainchild of Ernest Andretti. Mm -hmm. um, he got... A tremendous early support from Joe Riley when he was yeah. mayor, and it was sort of a pet project there. They got funding, and you know, uh, you know, I can't do the story nearly as as much justice as Ernest certainly can. But you know, early on, it was a lot of um, hustling on behalf of nascent startup companies sure. for office space. 
right? Sure. You had these companies trying to get off the ground. They couldn't pay, you know, premium rates. And, you know, Ernest would do the legwork for sure. them. And, and as he puts it, I think, sort of beat up, um, you know, the, the, the uh, commercial real estate folks to get good deals for folks. And then that turned into funding the building of or the taking over and retrofitting of, of a couple of spaces, formerly known as Flagship 1 and Flagship 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was not very far from here down off of uh, East Bay, mm-hmm. uh, sort of where the old Starbucks was. I think there's a giant hotel there now. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then I think about five years ago, uh, maybe six years ago, I started the project to build what's the new flagship building, which is on, you know, Morrison Drive, um, sort of heading up toward the Nomo uh, part mm-hmm. of town, which is really being revitalized yeah. with a lot of tech companies. And he's got this five, six story building up there with its own parking garage. Got, I believe, don't quote me on the exact number, but 40 or so tech companies of various mm-hmm. sizes working yeah. out of there and then sort of co-working space for folks who want it. And, you know, now that sort of the real estate problem is not mm. solved, but is self-sufficient, uh, you know, he's leaning more into some of the education components, mm-hmm. right? How do we right. tap into some of the expertise, subject matter expertise out there now that we've built a tech economy here and sort of give it back and, and encourage yeah. the next generation of folks. And um, yeah, it's just an honor to be, you know, affiliated with them and, and working alongside them. And interestingly, um, uh, maybe for your listeners, I actually re- relocated from Charleston down to Beaufort, South Carolina, yep. about 90 mi- uh, minutes south uh, during the pandemic. I still am up here, <laughs> obviously, you know, but um, I joined the board of uh, Beaufort Digital Corporation. Oh, okay, so yeah. spun off, and they're trying to do a similar thing down there. Obviously, nowhere near the scale of what's happening sure. in Charleston, but it's just a passion of mine being, you know, involved in the tech and startup ecosystem, even though my day job career has always been with relatively large companies yeah. so it's it's fun having that sort of outside interest that complements sort of what you do day to day their own parking garage man that's that was yeah. good that was good thinking folks haven't spent a lot of part of time in that part of town highly yeah. encourage you i mean the food scene is yeah. amazing up growing there. fast there are new buildings going up every day yeah. even outside of the charleston tech center there's other companies that have you know biz- buildings physical spaces up there and yeah. it's just really becoming a cool, vibrant part of the city, which, you know, I moved uh, to Charleston in 2003, and, you know, it was... You know, basically a you know, former yeah. industrial wasteland sure. there, and it's it's just amazing what's happened. Yeah, that was before it was making the the top cities list on yeah. on travel and leisure. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you you like podcasting? I know I like podcasting too. It's good. What what do you like best about it? Yeah, um, just the people, and yeah. you know, the fun part of it for me is researching the guests. Mm thinking about the narrative that, uh, you know, I want to get out there. And then, you know, you probably experience this, the adapting on the fly, right? Yeah, you that's what I love. You should with a narrative yeah. in mind, but you never know where a guest is going to take it. And those are honestly the most interesting yeah. ones where all of a sudden a dimension of the conversation pops up that you couldn't have been anticipated. <laughs> and all your careful notes are sort of not useless, but, you know, have to take a back seat to let's, Let's follow this thread. And in the the former version of, of this podcast I did on my own, I tried to take a more 
NPR type quality. Mm-hmm. Like my voice went down an octave, and I was very <laughs> slow in my talking. And I asked the question. Did everybody have a cup of coffee in front yeah, of them? I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't react much. I didn't yeah. offer my own opinions. I said I was the furniture. Yeah. Um, with this, I'm having more fun, honestly, yeah. and doing what we're doing right now and having conversations with folks and sort of just you know not in a self-aggrandized way, self-aggrandizing way, but. You know, I've had 20 plus years in the business and, you know, some of these things folks are talking about, I've got an interest in or experience with, and it's fun to have that exchange of ideas and capture it. Those are the fun moments. Yeah, I like, I I always have been a newsreader. I follow everything and Mm -hmm. there's always eclectic news interest too, which is really helpful because I find no matter who you're talking to, there's, there's going to be something that you need to know about. And if you're paying attention to those things, it's, it's easier to be uh, conversational about it. Uh, when I started, I would I would pick ten questions, and I found myself getting through two or three. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to do five. So yeah. every interview, I got five questions, and most of the time, two or three is really Enough. all I need because there's so many other things that come along. Yeah, that's great. What are your plans for the for the show over the next few years? Uh, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, we've been mainly focusing on sort of the the founder, you know, um, or CEO, yeah. CTO roles. Uh, you know, for companies that are smaller and building. You know, we've had some guests from Blackpod, some you know, and, and some other bigger companies. Um, but I think we want to diversify a little bit and tap into, like you know, I mentioned earlier. There's all this expertise in certain subjects mm-hmm. in Charleston, and to bring that in as a dimension is something Ernest wants to do. Is you know, find people out there who have um, experience and and a lot to offer in terms of say generative AI or mm-hmm. you know, um, running an agile Scrum organization or any dimension you know where there's something interesting that somebody else can connect to, you know, I think we, we want to try to do more of that. You probably noticed too, when you find yourself like recycling some of the same types of questions, you start to question, all right, you know, am I, you know, am I being creative? Enough yeah, to right. The, the other thing is that's it, always great is you, you interview one person, they're like, hey, you should talk to this person because yeah. they've got a good interest story about something. Um, and that, that connection always makes a big difference too. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Well, Rich, thanks for coming by. It was not a big trip to, to come down here from the digital quarter, but it is a, a little bit of a trip to come up from Buford. Yeah, so thanks for I, you know, I took the drive up from Buford this morning. <laughs> uh, luckily, didn't hit much traffic. And, Amazing. And recorded an interview over at uh, the Charleston Digital Corridor, came over here, and now I'm heading back there to, <laughs> to do some post-production work uh, before I, I get on the road back back to uh, Buford. But I really appreciate it, Corey. Thank it's you, been, Rich. It's been a lot of fun. And, Heck yeah. You know, it'll be interesting sort of crossing over the audiences a little bit and seeing what comes out of that. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Rich. You're welcome. Rich, Connie, lots of experience in the podcast realm. Man, I'd love to see a few thousand listeners to busy work. Be sure to check out Rich's Tech Life podcast for the Charleston Digital Corridor. And keep in mind that our region's technology economy is growing by leaps and bounds. Innovation, opportunity, and smart growth busy work, always helping you mind your business. Catch you next time.